Scott Harold is known for his interviews. Well, you're asking great questions. I think you're in the right career path, my friend. <laughs> I really do. Scott Harold's SOS Radio podcast starts now. We think about good news. We think about great joy, and that's what we're celebrating in all the Christmas songs on SOS Radio. We're talking with Hayden Ratner, who's a lead pastor at Walk Church. When you think about Christmas carols, these tell a story of who Jesus is. These aren't just stories about winter and snowmen. That's right. Yeah, these Christmas carols really have great theological truth if you take time to break them up. One of my favorite Christmas carols is Hark the Herald Angels Sing. It's kind of a mouthful to say. But the content in this carol is really a worship song. I think one of my favorite lines out of all the Christmas songs is this idea, God and sinners reconciled, which is really a verse out of 2 Corinthians 5. But think about the Christmas story. There's been over 500 years since God has sent a prophet, an angel, a word from heaven, hasn't come down for a while. And then there's this moment where Jesus comes to life. This good news of great joy where Christ is born, and what he's doing is he's reconciling God the Father with sinful people like me and you, and that's what Christmas is all about. So I love singing that line. I, I tend to sing it a little bit louder whenever I get a chance to say, God and, God and Haydn reconciled through Christ the Savior. Man, that's a good announcement from the angels that God has come to reconcile sinners to himself, and Jesus is the great reconciler. And that should be good news for everybody listening today. You know, the Christmas season brings a whole mixture of emotions for a lot of us. And a lot of people love Christmas music. They love the Christmas season and the lights and the toys and the gift giving. But there's a lot of us that feel sort of stressed, maybe feel anxious or even depressed during the winter seasons. And, you know, Hayden, what's the best way to quiet our hearts and slow down so that we don't miss the real reason for this season? You know, I think that we can learn a lot from Mary. Jesus's earthly mother here, um, she gets this news that changes her entire life. She's going to give birth to the Savior of the world. The Messiah is going to come, and the Holy Spirit's going to overshadow her, and this thing is going to happen. But what I love about Mary's story is she turns her worry into worship. So she has this opportunity to just go completely crazy, get depressed, turn to all types of other things with her stress, which... I don't know about you, but I'd be stressed if I heard a crazy word like that. But what she does is she turns her worry into worship. In fact, Christmas songs, I think Mary might have the best Christmas song. Luke chapter 2, when Mary just begins to just write down this prayer and this song of worship on her heart, one thing that she says is, my soul magnifies the Lord. And one of the reasons why I love that line is because we tend to glorify what we magnify. So Think about a magnifying glass. If you take one out and you put it on something, it makes it bigger. And if we're not careful, we can put the magnifying glass on what we don't have instead of what we do have, or we can put the magnifying glass on our stress or our problems, or we don't have enough to do this and that, or how come I don't feel this way? Well, why don't you put that magnifying glass on Christ and let him become that much bigger? That's what Mary did, and her soul felt better. Her spirit was lifted when she magnified the Lord and that's something we can learn from Mary during this Christmas season. It wasn't that exactly what we did with Thanksgiving shifting into Black Friday. It's yeah. like, oh, we were all thankful for everything the couple of days right, before right. Thanksgiving. And yeah. then Black Friday happens and you're like, wait, there's all this stuff that I don't have and my kids don't have. And I need to go fight people, yeah. and race through the parking lot and try not right. to get hit as I'm trying to run into the stores to beat everybody else so I can totally. get 20% off. 
or you're rushing to your Amazon <laughs> or your phone and trying to cyber it up. But in reality, I think that we can learn a lot from the Christmas season and, and focus upward, not just left and right, but focusing up and finding our hope, our strength, our peace in Him. Now, Hayden, how have you learned to incorporate some daily practices into your life so you can recenter your thoughts on Jesus to keep him the foundation through the Christmas season when life just wants to eclipse it all and take the joy? Well, one thing that I love to do in this December time is really just open back up the Gospels and center my focus and attention on Jesus in his word. The Gospel of Matthew and Luke specifically retell the Christmas story in fresh ways. You know, Matthew's interesting because it focuses all about Joseph and his journey, which was deep and kind of bizarre. If you want some drama, read Matthew 1 and 2 where Joseph gets this news. What's interesting in the Gospel of Luke, there's very little mention of Joseph at all. It's all about Mary and her experience, and not just Mary, but you also see this couple, Zechariah and Elizabeth, who who happened right before. They, they give birth to John the Baptist who prepares the way for Jesus. But I know if I'm not careful, my heart can drift to other things. And these stories are just so fresh, so powerful. One thing I love about Zechariah and Elizabeth is there's this reminder to never stop praying. They weren't able to have a baby. They're in their older age. Zechariah finally gets this opportunity once in a lifetime to be the priest that offers the prayer of incense in the temple. And so he goes and he offers this prayer. And it's then that the angel appears and says, I've heard your prayer. And it had to have just blown his mind, like, wait a second. And next thing you know, Elizabeth's pregnant with John the Baptist, who's preparing the way for King Jesus. And what I love about that is just never stop praying. The prayers that we may have forgot about, God didn't. (laughs) And so let's keep praying. I think that Christmas helps us to increase our prayer life for sure. Well, let's talk about John the Baptist for a minute. For those that haven't read the prequel. (laughs) Sure, yeah, that's the prequel. And and you go, okay, I know the story of Jesus born in the manger, but wait, John the Baptist prepared the way. Fill us in on the importance of that. Yeah, well, there's these prophetic words all throughout the Old Testament in Isaiah and and Jeremiah about this voice that would one day come to prepare the Lord. One thing we're doing at Walk Church is we're doing a series that we're just calling Christmas Playlist. And so we're identifying some Christmas songs And one of the Christmas songs we have identified is, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. I know some of you can just hear the melody in your head right now, but what are some of the things that begin to look a lot like Christmas, the birth of Christ? I think one of them is this voice that is coming, crying out in the wilderness to prepare the way for the Messiah. When John the Baptist is born, this is the prophetic word that was given to Elizabeth and Zechariah, his parents, that you're gonna prepare the way for this king named Jesus who will one day come and save the day. And you take that moment all the way to John chapter one, where John the Baptist is now older and he sees Jesus walking, he says, behold, in other words, hold up. That's the son of God who comes to take away the sin of the world. And that's good to, re- to remember in this time too because the reason for the season is not just a baby Jesus, but it's the blood of Jesus that's come to save us from our sins. It's funny, a lot of times when we talk about Christmas, we think about baby Jesus in the manger, but then we celebrate the Christmas season and we sort of leave him there. Yeah. But Jesus grows up and 33 years later, he's telling all kinds of people about 
the hope that God brings and a reset to fulfill like this Old Testament covenant, which is a bunch of rules and regulations that we all realize really quickly that we can't fulfill on our own. But Jesus is saying, hey, I'm here to atone for that sin. I'm here to take your place because you're all sinners, but I did this because I want to have a personal relationship with you. It's so good. Yeah. One thing that the Christmas story really amplifies is the gospel, which is the good news that Jesus Christ brings. One of my favorite Christmas carols is O Holy Night. I think it's fitting that everybody listens to O Holy Night on Christmas Eve. One thing we love to do is play that song live at our Christmas Eve services because the lyrics in it are so profound. One lyric that I love is this, his law is love and his gospel is peace. I think when you look back at the Old Testament, there's this concept within the, the law that we gotta earn it. We gotta do enough to hopefully one day earn God's love. Well, here in the gospel, in the Christmas story, we're singing about how his law is actually his love, and this good news brings us peace. This, this is the announcement to the shepherds, which is so wild, Scott, that the shepherds would get this announcement. I think God's just in his humor saying, I'm going to announce this to the people that are kind of in the field doing the work. The lowest of people are going to get this announcement first that, hey, this Savior is going to bring good news of great joy for all the people. Go tell that. Go tell it on the mountain, <laughs> over the hills and everywhere. This is a good news that's worthy to share. So, Hayden, could you paint a picture of what life for Mary and Joseph was probably like during that time 2,000 years ago? I mean, they had a lot of reasons to be fearful and anxious when the angel came to both of those to tell them, hey, a miracle is about to happen, but you're, you're not going to fully comprehend this until, until it actually does. Yeah. I mean... I just want to try to be a realist. If we try to put ourselves in Mary and Joseph's sandals, come on. That was a wild time of life, especially for Joseph, right? I, I mean, I want to just relate to my brother real quick, Joseph, who is just trying to do his best. He's, he's a hardworking man. He wants to get married one day. He finally has his fiance. He's betrothed to Mary. And then she hits him with this word and says, hey, I'm pregnant. And it's the son of God. And I didn't cheat on you, I promise, but this is what happened. This is filled with drama and suspense. One thing I love what Joseph does, it says in the Gospel of Matthew, is that he considered these things, and then he fell asleep. And I think there's so much value. Can I just say to somebody that's driving right now and you feel stressed out, you feel concerned about certain things, you feel like you're maybe tempted to make a rushed or quick decision, just take time to consider some things. In fact, lay down tonight and think deeply on your situation and not just think about it, but pray about it, even sleep on it. It was actually when Joseph went to sleep, it says he had decided in his heart that he was gonna divorce her quietly, but then he considered what all would come. It was when he went to sleep, the angel showed up in his dream and said, you know what, Joseph, this is actually true, but listen, I'm gonna give you the honor of naming this baby Jesus. So Joseph, he's the adopted dad of the savior of the world, and he had the chance to give him his name, Jesus. And so I think that there's so much power in Joseph's story of not throwing the towel in when things got hard, even in a difficult season. He considered it and trusted God to make that right decision. We're talking with Hayden Ratner, and he's the lead pastor at Walk Church in Las Vegas. And this Christmas season, your church is doing a series called Christmas Playlist. You're actually digging through a lot of famous Christmas songs, yeah. digging into the words that we're playing on the radio. Yeah. I mean, when you dig into the idea of joy to the world, it's interesting because it talks about this is good news of great joy. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? And then you also understand the fact that God is actually with us. This Emmanuel message that God not only is for us, but he's with us. He's walking with us through all of our drama. Yeah, I mean, what good, what better news than that? That God is with us. That he's not only with us in the, the beginning of the gospel, as Matthew there with that announcement. One of Jesus' nicknames is God with us. That's so... So good, but then if you take it to the end of Matthew, Matthew 28, where he then says, okay, I'm departing from you. You go now and make disciples, but behold, I'll be with you till the end of the age. And so that's the good news that we can rest assured with. I was taking my son to a bounce house place the other night, and I have a a seven-year-old, a four-year-old, a three-year-old, and a 10-month-old. So I got a lot of boys, and we were about to go down this big slide, and my four-year-old came up and grabbed my leg. And he said, I'm not going down this slide by myself. I said, you can do it. And he goes, I'm only going if you go with me. And so I think that life sometimes, even if we're in our older age, it's like a big slide. It's like a risk. It's a, what's gonna happen if I do this? And the Christmas story whispers, hey, I'm gonna go with you down this slide of life. And so as you go to work today, as you come home from work today, as you enter back into your home, as you enter into your singleness, maybe you're just struggling, here's what you can know. You're not that single. He is with you (laughs) and he is good. God is for us. The Christmas story pronounces that, right? That Jesus wouldn't come if he wasn't for us. God is love and his gospel is peace. I think that's such a good reminder. Now, I know you spent some time in Israel. I think you played basketball professionally in That's Israel, right? right? Mm-hmm. So when you think about the little town of Bethlehem, what do you envision? Wow. Yeah, Nina and I, my wife Nina and I got a chance to go to the Church of Annunciation, which is right there in Bethlehem, and see it live where they believe that Jesus Christ was born. It was deep. It was so cool to just be in the city and look around the surrounding areas. It's also a Palestinian area right now, so... There's a lot of tension between the different people groups that are in the land, but isn't that of Jesus, right? To bring different cultures and people groups and different backgrounds together where we can find our identity in him. Um, What good could come out of these places? Well, the savior of the world can come out of these places. Sometimes I say to people around the country when I get a chance to share, what good could come out of the city of sin? A whole lot. Jesus is at work in Las Vegas, and we're grateful for that. I think Christmas helps remind us of things that are broken, things that are shallow, things that are in need of help. Well, Jesus brings light into those places, and that's what we celebrate during this season. So when you think about the giant temple that was in Jerusalem during Jesus' time, that, well, Maybe we'll say there's some remnants of that still there and some things that have been built and built on top of it and built on top of it again. But when you visited those spaces, what has God showed you about this story? Well, he showed me that the things that we're reading in the scripture are actual real places. I think there's such a, a fascinating thing when you can be standing and reading Matthew 1 and then look around and you say, I'm standing in Matthew 1 and see these real sites in real places that once had real people um, are still today. And so I love going to Israel and being able to just kind of smell and feel and touch the dirt and think about what Jesus brought uh, to life. And I'll just be honest, you know, my time in Israel, I definitely sensed there's a lot of different worldviews. There's a lot of different thoughts and ways to worship. There's a lot of different people that have different beliefs, but I believe Jesus is the great reconciler for all of it, that 
If we can find our home in him, John 14, 6 still remains true. Jesus says, I'm the way to God. I'm the truth about God. I'm the life of God. No one comes to him except through me. And so Christmas is the the game changer. Christmas cracks the sky open and God becomes man, (laughs) puts skin on and says, I'm here not to condemn the world, but I'm here to save the world. That's Christmas. And there's a hope that comes out of that that we just gloss over because we think we can do all these things on our own or because we think we're trying to control our own destiny and freedom. Right. Yeah. Christmas reminds us that we need him. We need help. We couldn't earn it. I think it's actually an erroneous thought to try to earn grace. But yet so many people feel like I got to do more that hopefully God will give me grace. But grace is not something you earn. Grace is a person you receive. That's what Christmas is all about, that in John chapter one says, he came to his own, this is Christmas, but his own did not receive him. But for all who did receive him, John 1, 10 through 12, he gave them the right to become children of God. And so that's why I love this season because we get a chance to actually become children with Christ in the family of God. I believe there's a lot of people that are spiritual orphans walking around looking for, looking for a home, looking for affection, looking for love. Another Christmas present isn't gonna be the remedy for our soul. Being adopted into God's family through faith in Christ is really the thing we're created for. That's the thing we're longing for. Christmas makes it available to us. I know you have a whole bunch of Christmas services coming up. Yeah, we're doing two Christmas Eve services on Saturday, December 24th at Walk Church. You can find the information about those services at walkchurch.com. We're going to worship the Lord Jesus. We're going to have a candlelight service, a photo booth. It's going to be such a fresh time of worshiping the Lord Jesus that night. And if you're listening and you don't have a church home, this is a great opportunity to try a new church this year. Mm, Thank you for that. Yeah, we would love to welcome you at Walk Church to get to know Jesus better, to discover your purpose, find community, start making a difference with the life that he has for you. We believe every person has leadership potential in their life. We want to help develop that in you. And 2023 may be your best season upon you. Get to church. Thanks for downloading the SOS Radio Podcast. If you enjoy the discussion and want to help the podcast grow, you can make a $10 donation through SOSradio.net or inside the SOS Radio app. Thanks for your generosity. It helps us experiment with new things and keep the discussions fresh.